Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 16 of Amateur Hour. Boy, oh boy, is it good to be here besides the allergies that are clawing at my nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> same. <laughs> Literally same. It's something about it turning April and everything just gets snuffy. <laughs> consumed my life. Yeah, it's like it finally warms up. <laughs> We're finally ready to break out of our chrysalis for the winter. And yeah, we get greeted by a lot of pollen. And not fun. If only I could fly the way pollen does. <laughs> Imagine if you could fly. Ima- imagine, like, where would you go if you wanted to fly? I would, uh, I would just go. I would go short at first because I feel like flying would be just like any other skill. You know, you can't. You're not going to do it great right away. I mean, right. imagine landing too. You know, like, how would how oh, would a person good. do that? Interesting, would, interesting question. Interesting question. Would you rather be able to run really fast or fly maybe like a hundred feet at a time? Oh, but I could run really fast for so, as like, long as I had would, stamina for it. Like, yeah, yeah. So you could like you could have like super speed, or you'd be able to fly for like short distances, not a hundred feet, but like maybe. Yeah, I was maybe gonna like say if I could just ju- that's like a big jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just jump okay. a football field. All right, say say like a say like a mile or two at a time. Okay, if I could fly for a mile, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the speed simply because. Growing up, some of my favorite superheroes were the ones that could run really, really fast, Ooh, right. i.e. Quicksilver, i.e. The Flash. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the speed. What about you? I think, I think I would go flight just because even if I could only do short distances, at least you could be like, but I could fly. <laughs> but what, what, are you, what are you doing on the ground? <laughs> hey, man, your, your new song <laughs> is trash. You're like, oh, okay, but uh, I can fly. So. But I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion is irrelevant. It's like you just like I just form a new elite state. I just form you, a new elitist state. You could myself. roast. I mean, I feel like that would if you're trying to roast somebody, that would really rub it in. If you just roast Max. somebody, and you're like, uh, you know, you're bad, and then you just literally fly away. Like, what are they going to say to that? You're like, yeah, but can you do this? And then you like put the deuces up, and you just <laughs> just fla- <laughs> flap away with your arms. <laughs> yeah, so that was my original question is, is if you're flying, are you f- literally flapping your wings? Do you just sort of like levitate? Are you doing like a Superman mm. type bit? I would say not flapping. I think if, I think, because like planes don't flap, but they fly. But birds flap and they fly. Well, right. So I don't know what flight. Flight probably just means aerial, some sort of aerial motion. So would you still fly if it was something like you had to like wiggle your toes to fly? Like, would that still be... Would that still be like appealing to me? Yeah. Nah, I think I think I think I'd have to do something cool, like just put my arms out like a plane wing, and I just like just, I just start <laughs> levitating and moving. Yeah, because if I'm doing something where it just doesn't look cool on the way up, then there's no point in doing it, right? The whole point is so you can. Then like, you've roasted yourself, right? Right. You're then trying- you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, like, see you goobers later. And then I'm like, I'm like 
flicking myself to fly like no it's just like it's not gonna look as cool right then there would be right and then the appeal <laughs> of flying is suddenly lost and right. they just don't get right and then you get roasted for flicking yourself right <laughs> look at me i'm sure i'm shreyas <laughs> why are you hitting yourself Shreyas? why are you hitting yourself <laughs> i mean just imagine if we had superpowers though like really mm. that would be that would change that would, that would change, change the game man. but i wouldn't want everyone to have superpowers because then we'd just all be the same like, yeah, I would be. I would want to be because remember that episode of SpongeBob where they're the only ones that are invisible. Yes, and no one else can see them, right? Yes, like it one. I'd want to be. I want to be like that. Okay. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take my clothes off like they did in that episode, but I want to be invisible where no one else is also in the same invisible state. Right. Yeah. Well, if everybody was in, yeah. Okay. Would you? <laughs> one superpower actually, I would not like. I would not like reading minds. I don't want to know. I don't want to know either. Yeah. Because then that, I'm sensitive. I'm really, really sensitive. Like I take everything that, like even like a slight comment when somebody comments negatively on my YouTube video, I'm like, <laughs> somebody was like, this is over edited. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not that bad. But imagine if you could see inside somebody's mind when you had a conversation with them. Like people just think mm. things and they don't really say them or give any thought. Or, right. <laughs> right. Don't give thought to them. But, you know, like, I wouldn't want to know if you think that my hair looks bad today, you know? Right. right. I'd want to know. I, so I wouldn't want to know what's exactly someone's taking, thinking, but I'd want to know. Like, I'd want to, like, be able to read people. Not, like, read their minds, but, like. Read their expression and intention. Expression. Yes. Exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah, if, yeah, I yeah, could, yeah. if I could, you know, check a hater from a from a block away like oh that's a guy that i don't want to be messing with or i don't want or somebody who's fake yeah or someone yep. that's lame right like i don't want to yeah that guy's just too you know what i mean like i don't i don't care about that energy <laughs> right there i don't i feel like you want to you want to feel their energy their vibe like yeah i'd want to do that like that would be more useful to me than understanding like basically someone's tweet in their head <laughs> you just look at them you're like that's not funny yeah <laughs> stop thinking that you're like what <laughs> dislike button yeah. i don't think i look like a llama okay <laughs> I, why is it yeah you were you were thinking that <laughs> you were thinking okay it. leave me alone no but that actually you, that that that's actually a good power right there to understand somebody's energy and their vibe and actually even if they were lying that would be Ooh, i would like what? to know if an they internal were lie detector <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly honestly that would be pretty cool cap detected <laughs> cap detected yeah, it, just, it just comes up in your eyes in red like in your in your pupils like almost Thinking. like like night vision it just like it, everything is green and it's just like blinking cap detected <laughs> no baby i do love you <laughs> cap detected <laughs> <laughs> she loves lisa from the corner store <laughs> You know what? <laughs> Go have, but again, like that would be, that's a blessing and a curse because then when you realize that, I feel like it would be very hard to have a meaningful relationship with people because sometimes you can lie for a good reason, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. White lies. You know, white lies. lies. Yeah. But ones that like aren't, yeah, but, but, like but, ones you know that, what I'm talking about. There are examples of good lies. Her other people, you, you want to know if someone was doing that versus like, lying because you're not ready to expose a certain information like good piece of information or yeah you know, like yeah what did you like, get me for yeah what's my birthday gift and you're yeah. like i don't know <laughs> obviously you know because you have the receipt <laughs> right <laughs> but you're not gonna tell them yeah yeah well good thing we don't have to worry about this because we don't have superpowers yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> now going over to the world of sports and the weekly highs 
the weekly highs. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to start it off. So this week in the world of sports, we have uh, two key players in the NBA coming back from injury, which we talk about injuries a fair amount on this show, and it is always great to see. Anthony MFing Davis is returning from his injury. He played with the Lakers, although they did lose their first two games in his return to the Dallas Mavericks because Luka Doncic is God. He's still back, and that's good to see. The other player that has returned is Kevin Durant, which is one of my all-time favorites. I just love how he plays the game of basketball. People may not like him as a person. They may not like him because of his career moves. That's fine. You can't deny that he's a friggin' baller. Right. Generational talent. Both of them, honestly. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Anthony Davis is the forward version of basketball Jesus. (laughs) Uh, He just, it's like when he's feeling good and when he's in his, you know, groove fully healthy and and feeling himself, I mean, what can't he do? Yeah. And he had a little bit of a scare yesterday. He got kicked in the calf that had been hurting, but he looks like he's good to go. His first game, I think he played 15 minutes, and then he got immediately ramped up the next game to 25. So that's something where you're like, ooh, like 10 minutes is no joke when you're ramping up somebody's like, yep. injury, in, like just their gameplay after coming back from rehab and stuff. So it looks like he's on his way to to being that 35-minute-a-game player very, very soon. So that's good to see. And now they're just waiting for LeBron to come back before they make that playoff push. Mm-hmm. I mean... They're still, like you said last week, it doesn't matter right now if the Lakers are one or if they're 10. When you get LeBron back with all the assets that he has on that team, I mean, sheesh. uh, Actually, I've been impressed with Dennis Schroeder, too. He's been playing very well. Yeah, and he's playing, I'm pretty sure he's playing on a, like a bad foot. Like he's been, oh, is he? I did not know. Yeah, about that. like he's been he's been on a he's been on the injury report like almost every game as probable because of his foot injury. I think he had like a foot infection or something, and he's been really? playing on it every game. And he's had some incredible games too. He had like a twenty five point double double. He's you know he's really just kept he's kept his minutes the same. Like there's been no dip. So you know props to him for gutting through, especially with the injuries, because they probably wouldn't be where they are without him right now. That is. A straight up fact. Yes. Yeah. Now, my personal high is I mean, I'm very excited to talk about this one. So I'm gonna tease a little bit. We have a very special guest that is going to be coming onto our show most likely this coming week. Now, I know that we're the amateur hour, but this person may or may not have played professional football in the highest league in the country, the NFL. They may or may not have played for the Seattle Seahawks. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just super excited. I'm really excited that somebody who was who played in the NFL is going to come talk to me and Shreyas. I mean that that's huge. I'm cheesing like a schoolgirl right now, but I'm I'm excited for that conversation. We already we already get questions lined up. Like there's so much I want to ask and know. So yeah, it's it's next week. Just keep your eyes peeled because we're uh, amateur hour is becoming not so amateur. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think uh, it'll be a great opportunity to to kind of get a professional perspective for some amateurs around here. So that's exactly what I'm thinking, you know, because we have no idea, not even a semblance. I mean, I never did. You ever play football growing up? Organized? No. Are you talking about Madden? Yes. Football? No. <laughs> Listen here, sir. I know a lot about the NFL because I play Madden and I open up packs every single week. My team is one of the top rated 99 overall. Okay. So I don't want to hear any, any crap from you guys. Cause I understand everything. I know the ins and outs of the game. 
Yeah. <laughs> with a professional perspective. That's a good, that's a great way to put it. So get hyped with us. I'm, I'm freaking excited. So we're going to be teasing that a little bit more um, as the days go on. Yeah. Super exciting. Okay. Shreyas, turn it down. Go to the lows. <laughs> the lows. Yeah. So for my personal low, I wanted to start off with that. On Monday, I was I I just slept in the wrong in the wrong spot, I guess, and I was on my arm all night. It was just like my arm was underneath me for the whole night, and then I woke up and I was like, "Oh, my shoulder's really sore. I don't know what happened." And then that short shoulder lasted the whole week, and I was like, "I Oof. could not, I could not." Every time I was like, went to grab something, I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh." So I need to like, I need to like remember the position in which i'm sleeping so that i'm not <laughs> i'm not waking up with like a broken bone the next day or like was or it like, like rolled in like you were sleeping on your side and it just rolled in too far yeah 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 that uh yeah and then my That'll shoulder was like yeah my shoulder was, it felt like i'd just gotten the vaccine or something i was like oh man like i didn't <laughs> why is my arm but so i close? still have covid <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was my my personal low for sports, I have a a two-part low, and the first one is I wanted to say, you know, rest in peace to Terrence Clark. He uh, he yep. died in a in a in an accident this past week. Super and sad. Super young. Su- yeah, Not super fair. young. Lots of potential. McDonald's All American. He went to Kentucky, got injured during the season, but it just looked like he had the right athleticism to to make it as a as a player in this league and things were looking up you right. know prayers prayers to the family prayers to everyone that knew him know of him uh rest in peace to, to terrence clark that's first and foremost my second sports low was um watching the ufc 261 last night and when yeah one of the fights chris weidman versus uriah hall and Chris Weidman in a in a very freak accident, twenty-three seconds into the fight, kicks Gry Hall in the front front foot of his, you know, stance in the shin. It was, so it was basically shin on shin contact and his leg just snapped oh. immediately. Like no, and, not even snapped. It literally just went jelly. Yeah, so what? it snapped and it's very NSFW, but it very gruesome injury. So you know, praise up to Chris Weidman. He's gonna hopefully bounce back really uh, considerably quickly. Prayers up for Chris Weidman. Really, really gruesome injury. So we're gonna jump right in though, and we're gonna start our first little segment of the day. Our first little bit of the meat and potatoes. Now we're gonna do one of those games where you have a certain dollar amount and you have to create your dream starting lineup. Now for everybody listening, we're gonna post the guide and the roster that we're using on our Twitter. So if you are driving, do not look at it. But if you are at home or at work, feel free to just pull it up in an extra tab online and follow along. Make your own roster, share it with us on Twitter, and we can have a little bit of fun. Let us know whose roster you think is better. So we're going to start that. We have $15 to create a lineup, and each player on the roster is a different dollar amount, and we can't go over, but we can spend under. Shreyas, do you have yours ready? I was just gonna, I was just gonna do it on the fly, pretty quickly. Okay, so let's do it. I, you let's... know, I just want, I didn't take too big of a look at it, so you know, this is just kind of my raw reaction to 
to this little game here. I've seen I've seen people do this on Bleacher Report's YouTube channel a lot. Like, you know, I've seen like Charles Barkley and and Magic and and then and, and people like that legends come in and try to do the you got the fifteen dollars thing. So I'm gonna just try it off the cuff. So I'm looking at I wanna get five dollars out of the way to start, right? Because I don't want I don't wanna be you know I, I wouldn't say I you wouldn't want say to your top player down. Yeah. Yeah. Who, well, who's I'll, your top player? And also, so just for everybody listening, we're gonna put this on our Twitter as a frame of reference. Hopefully, this is less about like the game and actually about like who we pick. Um, yeah. So just again, if you are listening in your car right now, um, make sure you're buckled up, drive safe. If you are listening at <laughs> home, if you are listening in your office, um, if you just yeah, we'll put this on our Twitter so you can look at it, follow along, and play along, and let us know which teams you guys have as well. All right, keep going, Trey. Yeah, so first off the bat, I want to get Luca. I think. Damn, but that's what I was gonna do too. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you you still can. We can't have I, the same players. <laughs> I think I think Luca is. If you want if you want to start a team, and I'm looking at all the five dollar five dollar players, you start with, you start with Luca of those five. That's just generational talent. It's a it's a guy that really knows the game in and out. So, Luca to start. Now, what I'm looking is, do I want to go, you know, more top level and then, you know, look into, you know, these two and one dollar players as, you know, kind of that steal, like steal of my of my drafting ability? Because, you know, these are all amazing players. And just for a frame of reference too, the five dollar players of. I, of the you know choice I had was Luca, Jason Tatum, Zion, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell. So yeah. I picked Luca of that bunch. If I was gonna go next, I really want somebody that is versatile in the way they play, but isn't a ball handler because I know Luca's gonna be ball dominant. Yeah. To me, that's Jalen Brown. Jalen has learned that he doesn't have to have the ball to make an impact. And he doesn't need a high usage to score a lot. Well, some people would argue that Jalen Brown is part of the black hole gang in which he plays basketball. And all he wants to do is run ISO. And if the ball isn't running through him, he's much less effective. I think I think that's less the case with him and more the case with Tatum. If I look uh, at if I look if I look at how Brown plays, I think he he does run ISOs a lot. But I think he picks his spots more often in like when he posts up and he's really become more adept to shooting the mid range. And he's really practiced that pull up mid range game. And I, I, it's to a point where I expect it to be a good shot if he's shooting the mid range. And then in terms of why I would pick him is his ability to play in transition has really expanded. He doesn't, you know, try to use the glass awkwardly to, you know, avoid getting blocked. He has the elevation to get it up there. I think him and Luke, him, Luca being a, a really good half court player and Brown working the transition, I think yep. that would be a good match. So I'm going to go. So that's $9 right there. So I got six left. So if I got six left for a third player in my starting five, I think I'm going to go to the $3 section of players which is oh wow jamal, jamal murray sga sabonis bam Adebayo, and De'Aaron fox. fox and i'm gonna pick bam Adebayo. i need a big man 
I need yeah. a guy that's that's willing to play yep. power forward or center. Yup. That's the guy. I think every, I think he's the most versatile of the big men. I think I love Sabonis, and he is so underrated for, I guess, how he plays his game. He plays to his back to the basket. He's working for offensive rebounds. He's just like, he cleans up aisles all day. Right. Such a good rebounder. But Bam, if I'm looking for athleticism and if I'm looking for somebody that you know he's getting back on defense and you know he's going to take the defensive challenges every week, every day, uh, I'm picking Bam Adebayo. So, and I've paid $12 to the, to the, to House, the basketball, of Highlights. House of Highlights basketball, basketball. roster god. Yes. Yes. But I'm going to go to the $2 uh, section of players, and I'm going to pick Michael Porter Jr. I just love the way Michael's – I just love the way MPJ plays. I think he finally got a chance with, you know, just getting more minutes and – yeah, Michael Moore I need more shots. The, the audacity, the balls on that man for saying, I need more shots. Right. But then he got more shots, and then he stepped the hell up. So, he stepped up in the bubble, yeah. Yeah, good for really. him. Good for, good for him for knowing his worth. That's on you, King. Keep it right. up. Right, and he's – he's uh, so he's had a couple bouts, like, of injury or, you know, he had the COVID thing. So, like, he's he hasn't had, like – a full season in a sense. So we still right. don't know how he is over a like a full maybe like 70 games type of but thing. But do you doubt? But do you doubt? But I don't doubt anymore. It's what I'm saying is I think I have enough yeah. to know that he's going to be like a 40% three-point shooter. He needs to work being a consistent rebounder, which which is why I think it makes sense that he's in like the $2 cuz even though we know more about him than say like we know more we know more about him now but i think he still needs to work on his game being more consistently being a defensive rebounder you know staying out getting getting boards you should be getting boards if you're 6 10 6 11 and right and i think just like you know consistently playing his defensive assignments so he's a great offensive player we know that now we know that he can average 18 19 points a game if given the minutes but I think he needs to work at being a better two-way player, but I'll take him for, for his offense, considering I have Bam and Jalen Brown, who are uh, re- pretty good to really good defensive players, and they'll keep their assignments pretty well. So right. I'm going MPJ with two. So I got a buck left. I got to pick between Lonzo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Miles Turner, Michael Bridges, and Tyler Hero. I got to go center here, and I'm going to go Miles Turner. Because that's perfect. So if I get Bam to play power forward, which I think it makes more sense for Bam to play a, a position that you know doesn't have to stay in the paint as often, that can sw- he can switch Wait, assignments. Miles Turner. So I think I want to I want to I want to keep Bam in this more versatile defensive position. Like when we're on defense, I want him switching. I don't want him to stay in the paint for too long and wait for blocks and stuff. I think he's a great on-ball defender, so I don't want to waste any of that ability. But then Miles Turner is an amazing paint stuffer, you know, averaging th- more than three blocks a game this year. His offensive game needs work, but when he's called upon to hit the occasional three, he has that in him. 
he just a dominant defensive player. So, you know, he's going to be in the MV, uh, defensive player of the year conversation this year as he should be. So, yeah. so that's my team. So I'm going to go uh, Luca, Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, MPJ, Miles Turner. All right, Max, it's your turn. Well, Treyas, you know, you took, ah, uh, you just took everything that I was trying to do. So, well, actually, I'm actually interested in that too, because I had a very similar team. So I, I, I basically made two teams. So while you were talking, I was over here scribbling away at my notes, yeah. trying to figure out. I was like, I was also tr- struggling with simple math as well. I was like, uh, what is <laughs> one plus four? What is that equal? How much There's money about are- this? Yes. Number one is Luca. If you're going to look at everybody who you listed off in that $5 slot, who are you going to better build a team around? Right. Sorry. It's not that they're not be- talented players. And actually, for me, a close second would probably be Donovan Mitchell. But I think that he yeah, fits so well in this jazz system where the ball is always moving and unselfish. And if he needs to take over, his teammate will tr- his teammates will trust him to do that. I don't think you can have that with every team. Right. Not every team is going to work like the Utah Jazz work. So right. he was a close second for me in terms of talent and team building. Mm-hmm. But Luca is number one. Okay, I picked Bam second. Just when I looked at it, I was like, I want Bam Adebayo on my team. For yeah, the and- exact same reasons that you said. I mean, what what is there not to like? He he's had an emergence where he has just become a great basketball player. He has. I was looking through the NBA highlights this morning or last night, and again, he had crazy dunks where he just finishes right over people. So the raw athleticism is always there, and we've talked about him before. He's just a great player, so I would like him. And like you said, he's versatile enough where he can play the four and the five, but he can also he's also pretty quick on his feet too. So if he needs right. to guard, well, I mean, you saw too in the playoffs last year, that block on Tatum, one of the most impressive blocks I've ever seen. Yeah, his ability to to make up ground is what I really like in a defensive player, especially someone at his size. He runs really well. Exactly. And, exactly. and, and if he's playing offense too, he's the, the one thing I don't like is if you're a big man and you have some sort of athletic ability, but you don't get back. On offense yeah. too, like you're not yeah, running, yeah, yeah. you're not yeah, yeah. you're not rim running to to get you know spacing around you. You're just trying to trail and you know maybe hit the occasional three or you know stay for the pick and roll. Like I want you right to run if you can first to the paint, suck the defense in, and if it allows some sort of kick out like immediately to the, get a three point shot, great. If not, all right, let's we're in a half court now. Now you can come up set a pick if needed. Like I don't right. want like this right, like, right, right. immediate three business from your. <laughs> from your center or your power forward. Right. Okay, so those 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 are your first two. So those are my first two is Luca and Bam. Yeah. Uh, I originally went with SGA and MPJ, but I changed it up. I went now with Brandon Ingram. Okay. Some might say is an interesting take, but in terms of a skill set and somebody who you can put at the two, three, or four, if you want scoring, I mean... That's what he's going to give you. He's going to give you scoring, and he's long enough to bother people on defense. Yes. With, especially with Luka at the helm, I feel comfortable having Ingram on the team. I feel like Luka would make Ingram better. Now you have, if, if you're trying to attack the paint, right? You have Bam and Ingram in the paint, so that already is enough. You're like, okay, that's a pretty like long, tall team. So that's, that's what I'm looking for as well. To continue the, the trend of height, uh, I have LaMelo Ball as my next one. Now, interesting. Yeah, I like that too. 
This is I'm because... just considering Lamelo, but like I was I was wondering because when you have Luca, yes, no, I thought about this. I thought about this. Yeah, but when you okay. have two talented playmakers, right? I don't think that you can do wrong. I agree with that. Yeah, like you think, so now... Hard, you think Harden and Kyrie, like those two, are work have worked together when they played together. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have, and it it, it takes. Now you have the now you have two threats, just utter threats who can do whatever you need them to do on the floor, right? So if the ball goes to Luca, you're tied up on Luca. Now Lamelo is running a route. Mm. What are you going to do? Or you like I said, you even have Brandon Ingram running a route around that. What are you going to do? Or you just have both of those guys, right? Luca's running the ball, and you have Ingram and Lamelo post up for three. Yeah. What are you going to do? If you sag I, off because Luca, Luca and Bam will tear you apart in the paint. Yeah. So now you have these guys chilling on the perimeter. What are you going to do? And that brings me to my fifth one, which, like you did, pick I picked Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He's very tall. He's great at blocking shots. So that was my thing. Is now my paint defense is all of these just tall people who can move their feet guard at the very worst decently well but they're all just big and they can all run too they can all run and run the floor so i like what well, i actually one of my favorite parts of basketball is like transition plays and transition scoring so you have this for days too we've seen lamello ball turn into a very good transition scorer so yes i mean i i think you take these five combined that's a pretty good team and they're all young too that's mm-hmm. the other thing I think I think another underrated part about a lineup having Ingram, and I want to talk about this when when you picked him was he's an amazing free throw shooter. Yeah. So consider so when you have someone of that height, like he's like six ten, right? He's incredibly long armed, so he has the ability to play defense. Like he doesn't play as much defense as I would want him to. Like I would wish, considering his length, he would block more shots and you know get more steals as i know we counting stats isn't necessary usefulness when you're talking about if you're a good defensive player or not it's just about you know can you stay on the ball or track down your man when needed but i think having someone with his length that could that will continue to get better defensively but also be an incredible free throw shooter so you can keep him on the floor late in games is huge yeah, exactly. I think, oh, I mean, we've yeah. seen I've seen Ingram in the clutch a number of times. Yes. I've seen Luca in the clutch a number of times. I've seen Bam Adebayo in the clutch a couple times. Mm. Lamelo, of course, he's new to the league, but that's that's somebody who it's not even buying that low. His stock is already high. People are already high on Lamelo Ball and for good reason. Without his injury, rookie of the year. Easy. Mm. This year. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think he, I think he he's I think he's probably going to win with the injury, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Edwards at this point, just because of the games played. But right, there's a part right. of me that there's a part of me that it's it feels almost Ben Simmons ish that he'll get it even though he didn't play the the he's not in like technically didn't play all the games when they didn't played. give it to Donovan Mitchell, but they gave it to Ben Simmons. Yeah. That was ridiculous to me. That was ridiculous. I, I know that was more of like a, is he eligible type of thing? Like, is Ben Simmons really a rookie? Because he missed his first, like that type of thing. Like, But I feel like the technicality will play in the favor of LaMelo. And I wouldn't be surprised if he still won, even though he missed a, the end of the like month. 
he's cleared for non-contact drills, which is very exciting. Yeah, I want to see him back. Uh, see him back on the court. I, he's just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and, I agree. Okay, well, and, so like Max, we did, I, I, I oh. do have, I do have a quick one. I made one. I was trying to do like kind of this like, okay, we get like a Luca is going to be picked every time, blah blah blah, right? So I was thinking like, if I weren't going to pick Luca, how would I want to build a team? And I want to run this down quickly. Okay. And I was thinking, I pick Booker as a five dollar player. Okay. I pick Ben Simmons as my three dollar player. So you have your, your you know passer Booker can play off the ball, and Ben Simmons will post up if needed. I have I'm gonna pick another full, uh, and then I'm gonna pick Jamal Murray as a three dollar player. Okay. MPJ as a two dollar player. Okay. And then Turner as a one dollar player. So you're so, swapping. So you're swapping Luca and Bam for Simmons and D Book. I can see yeah. that. Yeah, and, and and I think running an offense with Ben and Murray and uh, Ben and Murray and Booker, I think you have a lot of shooting there. You don't need Ben to score. You don't need him to shoot at all, basically. No. In the starting lineup. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. And then you still get your defense with Turner. So I was like, all right, mm. if Luca and Bam are going to be picked all the time, just because of they have the they have the household value and you know what they bring to a team, it's obvious. How do you want to build a team? if those players weren't on the board. And I was like, all right, I think Ben Simmons is, is an exceptional defensive player. And yeah, his steals and in, in his also ability to run the floor, I think, because he's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. His willingness to pass, like he, you don't need him to score all the time. Obviously the 76ers yep. don't need to, to score because they're first in the, in the Easter conference. And he's, he's just working on. Actually, actually, Shreyas, I don't, actually, Shreyas, um, I don't want to fact check you, but they actually fell to number two as of yesterday uh, after their uh, second subsequent loss to the Bucks. So oh, therefore, no. the Nets are now the number one seed. So <laughs> I just wanted to uh, let you know. What is it, by a half game or something? Yeah, it's like very tight. <laughs> I think Philly will end up getting back up there. Maybe, though. I don't know. Kevin Durant's coming back. So Yeah, regardless, they're going to be a top two team. Ben Simmons scoring like 12 points a game. So you know his defense and his ability to facilitate is neat. It can be needed if you have other scores around him, other, another dominant force around him uh, as a scorer. And I think Booker and Murray just combined can, can would be able to do that from the scoring perspective. So I wanted to put that out there. It's like a, a non Luca bam option. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Actually, one thing too, I think I don't know if we mentioned this just about Miles Turner is that he can also stretch the floor. Yes, his ability to his ability to hit the occasional three. I wish he was a better scorer, considering just in general, like inside as well. Yes, like yeah, he he's his scoring is so inconsistent. Like you don't know what you're gonna get from him on the offensive end. Like there's some games where he'll hit like five threes, and you'll be like, wow, Miles Turner. Just has unlimited potential, and then there'll be right. other games where he got like, like four, eight, like, four huh. points, and you know he's missed five threes because he, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's just like I want him to be a better post offensive player and not depend on being that stretch five all the time. And I think that's something that Joel Embiid has learned. So if he kind of takes something out of Joel Embiid's book and bullies himself into a bunch of free throws, I think he'll it'll be better off for him. So. Joel Embiid gets every, just about every single call. I watch him, I watch teams, because you know that at this point you have to double him a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. I watch teams that'll go down to double him, like on his, you know, in that like 
sort of short quarter area. Yeah. And he'll literally like they'll both be straight up and he'll like just turn it away and he'll get the call. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it can get it can get a little bit unruly with how he gets his call. Like I've seen him shoot 20 free throw games and stuff. It's become common at this point that he gets at least 12 to 13 free throws a game. Insane. But yeah, as you said, when he gets doubled, I think he's he's he gets a little bit panicky sometimes, especially in the clutch when he gets doubled. So that's something he's got to work on. But I think he he now knows he has to, you know, kick out really fast or move away from the double really fast because there's been times though where I've seen him they double really fast and his ball the ball is still in his hand and he you know dribbles it off himself in the on the right. baseline or right and you're just like frustrated with Embiid because you're like you need to make a move quicker because you know they're gonna come at some point. So you just right. gotta, his anticipation skills have to be there. So I think that, that's something he's got to change. But if Miles Turner can get into the paint a little more and maybe, you know, he's a great free throw shooter. I'm pretty sure he's close to an 80% free throw shooter for, for the first center. I'm, that's impressive. So right. if he can do that a little more, I think he, it'll solve a little bit, a bit of a scoring drought that he gets into. And it'll just make him a better overall player because the defense has gone down pat. I think I, I agree it's, with that. It's tougher to learn defense. If you can, you, you can, anyone can, not anyone, but like it is historically, it's easier. Okay. I, I don't want to put No, I disagree. I disagree with that, actually. I disagree with that. You think it's, I think, you, you think it's harder, you think it's easier to learn defense than it is offense? Yeah, I do. I think, uh, I think there's like, there's like five things that if you, if you do them every single time, then you will be a good defender. Now, I've never played professional basketball, and I understand that when you get to the point of people who are so, so fast and so strong, it changes a little bit. But I'll, I'll give you the list. I, you know, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ruminate upon it. I'm going to marinate. Yeah. I'm going to baste. But I'm going to come back to you because I believe that there's, it's like four or five things that if you do every single time, you can be a, a good, at least a good defender, I think. Well, I think, I think if, well, okay, yes, to be a good defender from an offensive player, that's fine. I think it is tougher to be a great offensive player and then try to become a great defender. But I think it is, to me, more reasonable that you're a great defensive player and learn to play adequate to great offense. And I think the oh. consummate, the consummate, um, I guess professional in that sense, and that's the prototype for what I think of that type of player is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler came in, you know, defense averaging like, first, defense, defense first, first, defense first, averaging yeah. like you know single digits for a couple of years, and then when he got the team and he worked on his offense for off season after off season, he became a twenty point per game scorer, and he has not yet let up on being a great offense on ball defender so i think it's one of those things where it's tougher to teach defensive instinct but i think people can learn offensive instinct just because the offense is so prevalent in today's game they they want people to score so that you have a lot more to work with in terms of who you want to play like and stuff but there's not a lot of the the Patrick Beverly's and the the Kawhi's and the Jimmy Butler's. There's a couple. Like you can't name a lot of pure defenders in this league. Marcus but you Smart. can name a lot Marcus of Marcus Smart. 
Yeah, Marcus, Marcus Smart. I'm so sorry, Marcus. Stop shooting, Marcus, please. <laughs> okay. You can't. No, okay, you know, okay. I can agree with that. You can't name. You can't name a lot of pure defenders, mm. but you can name a lot of pure offensive players. Okay, I, with the way that you phrase it, I can agree with that. No, yeah, Shrey, I, I, I can, I can agree with what with how you said that, but I'm still gonna come up with the list. Okay. Because oh, I think I there's like five it. things. Because as a amateur player myself. Mm. I feel like I'm I'm always defense first. If there's one thing that I can do, like I, I make a lot of mistakes on offense. I'm not great at shooting. I can, you know, kind of take it inside if I have the right team, if we have like the right whatever. If people trust me with the ball, then like right. the trust from teammates is big. Anyway, Huge. but like defense first in that, I just think there's things as long as you, I, I'll come up with a list. Anyway, okay, right. moving on, moving on. Treyas asked a very great question last week or two weeks ago. And the question was, which Boston sport do you think is going to be the first to win the championship? Yeah. That's a good question. So just for everybody who is not from the Boston area, there are four major Boston sports teams. We have the Boston Celtics for basketball, the New England Patriots for the NFL and football. We have the Boston Bruins for hockey, and we have the Boston Red Sox for baseball. Yep. Ah, that's a tough question to be completely honest. I want to hear your take first. Okay. So immediately when I when I thought of this question last week, I was thinking about what it takes to win a championship in each sport at this current at this current time. And I think if I were to rank them, right? Not just start off with picking who I think, but if I were to rank them, I at the bottom of the list to me would be the Boston Celtics. I think I agree with that. I think as currently stated as so as currently situated and how the how the league has progressed into this superstar dominant the the league goes where the stars go and the teams rank their order based on where the stars are in a in a sense as long as they're healthy. I think the Celtics are missing the the veteran star the veteran superstar that is needed to put someone over the hunch not saying it can't be done because you see we like, don't trace there's so many problems with the celtics team and they're sitting pretty at six seed right now with a high risk of falling to seven and remember at the beginning of our show at the beginning of the year i said the celtics are going to be a six seed i'm impressed that did. they have held because everybody's like, oh, they're going to be better than that. No, they are not. Mm-hmm. The coaching system doesn't work. You just brought in a bunch of guys. Finally, they're healthy today, and we lose by 25 to the Charlotte Hornets, who yeah. I will give credit to. They play a rough-and-tumble, fast-paced, transition-focused style of basketball. They got hot really early, and they hit just about every single one of their shots. That doesn't mean that we can't compete. It's a lack of energy. It's a lack of role players understanding their role. It's a lack of role players not even understanding. It's role players fulfilling their role. If you have Semi Ojale, a guy who is designated 3 and D, but he cannot hit an open three for his life, <laughs> goodbye. People say that he's a good defender. In over 800 minutes played, guess how many steals he has? 11. Guess how many blocks he has? Zero. No, no, not even one. Zero. He doesn't have a single block. Does not have a single block. So for this quote unquote good defender, and everybody was like, oh, he's a Giannis stopper. 
No, that should not consume a roster spot for you to not or in really not stop one player. Oh, he's a LeBron stopper. Mm, he's strong enough to the point where he can't be really bullied by these right. players. He's not strong enough for Joel Embiid. That's for sure. So right. and also we strength, don't. Strength, oh, no, yeah, go. Strength, strength isn't a, a a substitute for like defensive ability and instinct. And he has like, zero you know, offensive skill. Yeah. So you can't just be like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is not going to be a great basketball player because he has, he doesn't know how to play basketball. You right. I mean, so it's just like, you can't but, just but look strong. If you know how to play defense, not, yeah. right. If Arnold Schwarzenegger knew how to play like just basic defense, I'm sure in his prime, he would hold his own against like a Giannis, right? Just trying to back him down. Like, all you got to do is just shift your feet, shift your weight, keep your hands wide. Right. I, 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 now we have these I, I, other like guess, we, yeah. we bring in we bring in like Luke Cornett, who's like a stretch five, who is not the most talented player, but he can make an impact. We bring in Jabari Parker, who I've really, really liked. And then we bring in Fournier, who you would think would make an impact, but Brian Scalabrini today was like, Well, I, I don't know if these guys are really figuring out our system. And here's the thing: they have enough talent where you got to realize that it's our system that needs to change. Mm, that's facts. That's honestly true. I agree with you, Trace. They are the least poised. And I told myself, I said, I wasn't going to get riled up. I wasn't going to go off on a big, big, big <laughs> tangent. But here I am. I have my I have my pen in hand. I'm about to squeeze the crap out of it. It's about to break. <laughs> I'm not stressed. I'm fine. <laughs> Who do you think is the next team? Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about yeah. this. We're just, we're not, it's just not working. Just nothing is... Like, yes, Tatum dropped a career high of 53, but you can't put it on one guy. And then today, mm -hmm. when I saw him just not go to his shots, like I saw him, I saw him literally do the move to go to his sidestep three, and he like pump faked, and then just like didn't shoot it. So he like, did Tatum. every. So he did his normal Tatum esque sidestep, and then and then just decided, didn't shoot it. Decided not to go through with it. He just aborted mission. Yeah, and we turned the we turned the ball over all the time. Our defense too is abhorrent it's so bad the the yeah. our three defenses actually turned into some of the worst in the league and that's shocking because when the, you used to be one of the best it yes honestly, we were top five last year well do you remember the do you remember the brad teams that had like marcus morris and we had smart and yes yep. and they were just like avery bradley and we had like gritty al horford like we had like gritty teams yep. that were like top defenses and i, I don't know if it's just like a testament to those players or that brad is really good at getting the best out defensively and offensively out, out of scrubs yeah out of out of yeah well i wouldn't call those players scrubs no but not call, scrubs yeah for lack of a better word not non-superstars yes i was just like role players like just guys that on a no on a superstar yes. rating yeah, yeah, yeah. team yeah, yeah. they would be a seventh eighth ninth man but they're starting on this team and they are exceeding expectations so brad can do the best with that type of team but with a team, when you have, you know, these growing star egos and roles changing from Tatum being the the second, third option, scoring 13 to 14 points a game, 16 points a game to 25, 27. Now it's kind of like feeling himself because he's an all-star two times in a row. Jalen right. Brown is an all like you know when you have that you need a guy that can work with that type of that type those type of egos and you know show them that they are amazing in what they do but that they still have a long ways to go to to be a championship team and it hasn't worked so far so I remember those defenses that were like amazing and you love to watch the old like the 
2016, 2017, 2018 Celtics defenses. And now you look at them and, you know, people forget who they're guarding. No, no one, no one rotates. They just watch. I watched Kenyon Martin open. literally just run down the like, like he, he they were coming in transition. Uh, he had the ball or not, not Kenny Martin. Sorry, Cody yeah. Martin. Cody Martin, yeah. And he just, um, he, just he literally just they, the dunk. Yeah, just went for yeah. like literally just wide open. They just gave it to him because they couldn't communicate on who was guarding him. And it's so easy for someone to beat this team because ball, all they say have, ball, just go get the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they have to do is drive and kick, and it, somehow we get confused about rotating on, on kicks. Because there's always a wide open three when someone kicks the ball up. And I'm like, why are we leaving PJ Washington open like with no one in front of him? Like no one. Like, okay, fine. If you have a hand up, like if he makes a shot, whatever. But if no one's in front right. of him, because yep. you all sucked in because Cody Martin went for, you know, <laughs> went into the paint, like that's <laughs> not good. So that's a very long winded statement of saying, yes, I I think we both agree that of the four major Boston sports teams. The Celtics are dog the dookie. Celtics are dog dookie. Who would you Celtics say is second from the bottom? I think, as of right now, Sox. I would say yeah. I would say the I would say the Boston Red Sox, and it's it's honestly for me it was a bit of a toss up between. I'll, I'll 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 save it. But the reason I would say the Sox right now is you you're coming off you're coming off a team two years ago that look like they were going to repeat like they had the like in 2019 if you had told me like we have Mookie Betts, Benintendi, Bogarts and our pitching we still had Chris Sale and Evaldi and you know we had we had like real studs on our pitching staff and we had some real heavy hitters we had star talent at basically in all cylinders we had, we had Devers <laughs> We had Devers, to, like young Devers, right? And he was still going to grow. I would be like, yeah, like, this is like, you know, the next five, six years for us. Like, whereas we won in 2018, 2019, I was like, I, I felt kind of confident, but I also felt the Red Sox getting confident. And I was like, uh, like, you could tell, like, when Cora, Cora was talking about the team in 2019, he was like, in spring training, he was like, yeah, like, you know, it's just spring training, you know. We just came off the cha- – we just won a championship. Like, if you're talking about the championship you, you just won – From from last year, yeah. Yeah, it gets shaky in the eyes of fans because you're like, uh, guys, like, the season's starting. Like, maybe you should talk about right. the next one. Like, you know what I mean? And so – and that led to the demise of the last season, uh, the 2019 season. And then you lose Mookie. I miss right? Mookie. Then you lose Mookie. Then you lose uh, Benintendi. Then Chris and and in the middle of that, Chris Sale, you know, has to get surgery. He has to get Tommy John, right? So like, you have all these things going. It looks like everything is going wrong, and then you have a new GM, right? So Dombrowski gutted the system to get you know the big guys like the David Prices and like all those people, right? He gutted he gutted the system. He gutted the farm. So now you're like, okay, we have no guys coming out of our, our minor league system. So he's got to get some pieces, and he's got to, you know, find people off the the bargain bin, basically, that can maybe become role players. So he gets the, this year, he gets the Kike and Hernandez's and the and the Marwin Gonzalez's and, and then, you know, people of, that, people of that nature, like just utility role players that have, on different teams. Originally, I thought, man, I'd like to put them up 
because baseball is one of those sports that if you get hot at the end of the season, anyone can win. It's one of those things where it's like, like you just have to get hot, even though it's seven game series and, you know, like it's still like, it's a long way when you're, when you're in the playoff line and there's like 162 games. If you can show that you're, you know, either becoming unhittable or you can hit with the best of them for a certain amount of time, especially towards the end, that could be enough to spur you to, uh, to some sort of run in the playoffs. And it's just one of those sports like that. So I wanted to put them high because I, I see promise with this team based on what, Heim Bloom has kind of done. I need more. I need to see more in terms of talent acquisition from him. But I love like Alex Verdugo and how he's playing. I love Jenny Martinez's back in it and just kind of his head's in the right place. Endeavors is playing well. And, you know, the Kike Hernandez's and the Marlon Gonzalez have worked so far. It's just the pitching. I think the pitching has been a huge disappointment in the past. And it's always like we start off well, but if you're if one injury goes then it kind of we get burnt toast at the end. Like there's not a lot to work with if right, the, right. if like if Aldi goes down. I think because of all of that, I think the Red Sox don't have enough just yet to to be put up into like the first or second position. But it's more promising than the than the Boston Celtics because I like the young guys. I'd say I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna say probably you're gonna put Pats and then Bruins. You think Pats first, Bruins second. Is that what you're thinking? No, no. Pats second, Bruins first. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. That's yeah. exactly what I think. I think the Bruins are the best poised to, because like I, like we talked about last week or two weeks ago, uh, yeah. with just how they've been playing and how they the trade too. Yeah, I think I think the hockey is hockey is the the sport. Like I talked about it with baseball, but hockey is the sport. Is if you get hot. You can be anybody. You and it's all and you go the way your goalie goes. So if your goalie is standing on his head and and like gets hot in April and and May and like that's that's it. Like it's it's gonna be tough because that's your only way to score if you're the opposition. Like if your goalie is is just in a zone right now, that's really that's really the um the reason for a lot of your success. And obviously the offense, but you don't want to give up a goal because it's harder to score in hockey. So I love that even though Tuca can play well and I want him for as long as a, the price is right and B he's willing to stay here at that certain price. The price is wrong. (laughs) Like he could ask for, you know, $300 million. Yeah. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Hockey contracts aren't that big, but he could ask for like six, 7 million a year. And I wouldn't be willing to pay that type of price at this point in his career. But knowing that in the backlog, you have a Swayman and a Vladar, and you know, you've seen them shine in spots. Having knowing that, like, and if in the case Brask were to go down this year or in the future, and Swayman can get more experience this year by playing games on Rask off days, I think he could be one of these guys that could get hot or Rask could get hot and you just need some sort of regular offense from this team. That type of team could, you know, you just need one click and they could be in the, in the Stanley cup finals. Like that's all you, that's all you need. It's not that easy, but I I could see that happening. 
Oh, it's not? I, I thought it... <laughs> it's not as easy as me just snapping my fingers. No. And no, we've gone. We're back to Titletown. <laughs> yeah. But... Okay. No, I, that, that's yeah, fair. That's I can... Uh... Yes. I mean, I agree. I think I, you know, in the, in the the Pats, uh, I think everything is dependent on how we look this year. Because if we don't do well after this year, I just I don't know what. Like we we basically put all of our all of our chips out on the table, and we said yeah. all in this year. We're gonna try. Oh, dude, just I wish we didn't have Cam Newton. Yes. So that that to me is why I put him in second. Is because at the most important position on the field, we just, you, he's we a guy the, who's just not doing it. We are the we are the worst at it. He was uh, Cam Newton for all intents and purposes was the 30th ranked quarterback in the league last year. Yeah, so, he's just not doing it. You know what I mean? Like if everything around you is great, but the quarterback is the thing that in the in a passing league you need to have a great to exceptional passer to win in this league. The, all the pieces could be there, the Hunter Henrys and the John Smiths, but if Cam Newton can't throw them the ball, what's the point? Right. So right. I need to see Bill Belichick ha- draft or bring in a quarterback that has in, like a considerable uh, a considerable amount of promise before I can put them above the Boston Bruins. Yep. I agree That's with that. I okay, That's I agree I with your power ranking. So it's so from the top down now it's the it's the Bruins pa- Patriots. <laughs> Bruins Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> Red Sox Celtics. Yeah. Okay. How, how are you how are you liking it? Do you think you agree with that? No, I agree with that. I think uh it just especially again just Celtics, I just in this league, there's no like we're gonna be mediocre at best in the playoffs, and I don't think we're gonna get anything done. I don't think we're gonna get anything done under Brad Stevens. I really don't. Um, seems like a nice guy. I don't think he really understands what you need to do in this new age of basketball. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he knows how to coach superstars. Uh I think t- I saw a couple comments where people are like, I think Tatum thinks that he's better than everybody on the court. But uh, it's a team game. And yes. you just can't do it by yourself. You just can't. It's not possible. I mean, we right. saw, you know, everybody talks about LeBron. We saw LeBron in, what was it, 2018 when he went to the Lakers, that first year. Mm-hmm. And they were terrible. Yeah. Because he had he didn't have the right assets. He didn't have the right, right assets. Trades. And, then, and then also the the right I guess, in a sense, he 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 kind of knew what was going to happen in the future because he's going to, you know, finesse Anthony Davis into the into his team. Right. Oh, so, AD, like, you're a free agent. Oh well, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, may I interest you in some? Uh, oh well, may I, championship? May, I, may I get a, a a nice healthy trade for you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think it's all about attitude and just being a willing team player and you may have all the talent in the world and they may need you to score, but that's not the only thing. So I think with Tatum and Brown, they have a little bit of a, uh, an ego. It may, it may not look like that from like the outside. They may be very happy, go lucky, but on the court there, something needs to change in the composition of the team that player wise. So it may not, it's obviously not those two Tatum and Brown, but something else needs to change with the composition of the team. Danny Ainge needs to figure that out. And I think the, the coach is getting to a point where he's just become a backseat passenger to whether they are winning or whether they're losing. Like, I don't think he's affecting when they go on five game winning streaks, but I don't think he's doing enough when they are going on three or four game losing streaks. He's just so there. Like he's, he's just, just there. there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I think that's I what it's that. come down to. I agree with that. All right. Shreyas, take us home. 
Give us the fact of the week. It's time for Shreyas' Fact of the Week. Yeah. So my fact of the week today, Max, is I found out I was today years old. Okay. I found out that hippos actually make bright pink milk. That looks kind of like it. It looks like strawberry milk, but it's not strawberry milk. They, there are no strawberry hippos. But so milk comes from see- regular cows. Chocolate milk comes from brown cows. And strawberry milk comes from hippos. <laughs> Isn't that insane? I, I lo- look, up, look up a picture quickly. I just did. What? Milk. Yeah. It is actually it's pink. It's literally pink. It looks like, um, well, uh, it looks like good. It looks like Nesquik. It looks yeah. good. It, it looks like Nesquik. So just a quick, quick fact I found about it. So. The, the the reason they secrete the milk as a pink color is because of just a combination of two acids that are in their, I guess, milk secretions. I don't know the hippo anatomy. I'm sorry, folks. But just how they secrete the milk, it's just a combination of two acids. And one of the acids is like a reddish color. And it's called blood sweat, but it's neither blood Ew. or sweat. They just call it that, I guess, because it's you're sweating it out and it's a red color, so it's just like, I guess, the easiest, more layman's term way of of, of talking about it. And because of that, that you know gets it this like reddish tint, and then you dilute it a little bit and it becomes pink and it looks like it looks like strawberry milk. But it does it does calling it blood sweat does take the the fantasy of it being strawberry out of it. It doesn't sound as good. Wow, this is uh, hippos are high key kind of cute. They're uh, they're a cute animal, but they will ruin your day. They, they will, crush they, watermelons. They, oh, they're pretty they're pretty vicious. Yeah, I think they have like tons and tons of uh, just leverage in their jaw. Like they. Can... Oh, I would not. Oh God, you you get your head in it. Oh, dude, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you think, you think, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if they could like like I don't know, crunch a car, your head is probably. Yeah, I'd say it's safe to pretty, say that you're probably dead. Yeah, pretty easy for them. <laughs> Okay. They're they're a dangerous animal. Hippo. All right. Well, you have been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Trace. And we will see you next time. Peace.